Welcome to this bonus episode of Sew and Tell. I'm Kate. And I'm Amanda. We're sitting here today with Tracy Mooney, one of the hosts of the Quilting Company podcast, a brand new podcast being produced by FNW Media Studios. We know there's some crossover between garment sewists and quilters, so we thought we'd introduce you to this great new podcast listening opportunity. So to start, Tracy, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what you do here at FNW? Hello, ladies. Hi there. Welcome. Thank you so much. Um, My name is Tracy Mooney again, as you said, Kate, and I am the editor of Quilt Maker Magazine and McCall's Quilting Magazine. Very cool. Awesome. I know my mom gets McCall's Quilting. Does she? About Quilt Maker. She gets a lot of quilting magazines. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Hi, Mom. (laughs) Hi, Mom. So we can probably guess this by what you do and what your role is here, but... um, guessing that you're a little bit more into quilting than sewing, but I was curious to hear kind of how much crossover everybody has with um, if they've done a little bit of quilting, a little bit of sewing, and let's start with you, Tracy. Okay, so for me, I actually didn't come from a family of quilters. My mother and my sister were garment sewists. Interesting. so there was always a sewing machine in the house, um, and at, at one of the most vivid memories of my childhood was when my mother came home with the first computerized sewing machine in like 1978. Ooh. Wow. And so she was fully just garment sewing. And, um, so she made some of my things, but by this point, by like 1978, she was already starting to work outside of the home. And so there was less clothing being made, but she made special occasion things. Mm-hmm. So she made things like my, you know, um, christening, not my christening gown, my, um, but you know what I'm saying? Like special occasion things right, right. was what she did. Now my sister, on the other hand, could make anything by sight. Oh, wow. So, and I don't honestly think she ever really had any lessons outside of whatever was taught in school in home ec. Um, but she actually took my mother's wedding gown and she, my mother's five foot two, I'm five foot eight. And my sister altered it so that it would fit me. Oh, wow. wow. That's, so, That's a yeah. big job. So she could take any article of clothing that she loved and she would create a pattern from it and then recreate it. And that's what she did. So when I was growing up, um, I'll backtrack to when I was four. And my mother, I remember vividly seeing my mother bring me to her fabric closet and she pulled out some fabrics and she told me we were making a quilt. And I'm doing air quotes um, for those of you <laughs> listening. And it wasn't really a quilt. She just sort of folded some fabric and showed me how to do a whip stitch. But I kept bugging her after that. And how do it, how, are we going to finish that quilt? Are we going to finish the quilt? <laughs> and she was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and so um, that sort of instilled that desire to make a quilt all the way until I actually made a quilt when I was 21. Oh, wow. Um, I made my, well, I can't even say I made my first garment when I was in high school because my sister decided, um, I went to my sister and I was like, can you show me how to sew? And she was like, sure, what do you want to make? So we went to the store, we picked out a pattern, we got some fabric. She showed me how to cut it out. And then every single seam, she would start to say, okay, this is, now you're going to stitch from here to here. And then she'd go, oh, it'd just be easier if I, yeah. if I could do it. Yep. And so I didn't make anything on Aww. that. And so, but I watched her yeah. and, and she always told people that she taught me how to sew, but she really didn't. I just sort of watched her <laughs> you make made her things. do it. 
I didn't make her. Yeah. I yeah. wanted to sit down and she just kept going, no, no, I just, it's just a few just inches. This way. Just a few inches. And so, um, yeah. And so I made my first garment that I made on my own was like costumes for my kids. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I made that. I've made skirts. I've made, um, you know, just a few things here and there. I've actually got a pattern waiting. Actually, two, three, three, <laughs> three things waiting. So one was a made by Ray washi dress that mm-hmm. I've had sitting in a box with I like the muslin pattern. waiting to make uh, for at least over a year. And then um, my husband found fabric at the store um, just at Christmas time. And he wants me to make him like sleep shorts. Mm-hmm. And my daughter wants a pair as well. So those are the next few things on the list. But, there you go. Yeah. There you go. How about you, Kate? Have you done any quilting? Uh, very little. Um, my mom, as I mentioned, is a quilter. She started quilting when I graduated high school, um, and she retired, and then she started quilting as a hobby. Um, and she makes the most beautiful, amazing things. She's made me so many gorgeous quilts and wall hangings and some really fantastic cat-themed uh, placemats. Of course. And Star Wars-themed placemats <laughs> as well. Even better. Um, Star Wars-themed? Oh, so good. Um, oh, I think I need to see those. Oh, okay. I, I'll get a picture for you. <laughs> okay, great. Um, but actually, technically, those are my husband's. But, well, whatever. Anyway, um, so I kind of, when I started sewing a little bit more here at FNW, I decided I wanted to kind of give it a try. So I picked a very, very small mini pattern. It's like 12 inches by 12 inches. And it used a charm pack that was already, you know, pre-cut and everything. And I did it, and it worked out, and it was, I found it very tedious. It only took me an afternoon, and I still found it very tedious. And since then, I've made one other thing that's approximately the size of a placemat, and apparently that is about the size that I can handle at any given (laughs) point in time, because I don't know, something about the piecing, it's just, I just, yeah, I just, okay, this is a lot of very small seams, and a lot of going down and pressing to one side, Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and then there's the actual quilting, which I find extremely tedious. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I kind of prefer the garment sewing, honestly, but I've done a little bit and I don't doubt I'll do it again at some point. Yeah, yeah. I have done a good bit of quilting and I was um, an active member in the Modern Quilt Guild for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that, um, I mean, I, I started out garment sewing, did a little bit more quilting in college um, and kind of stayed with quilting um, before coming back and working for Sew News and Creative Machine Embroidery. That has definitely kicked back up my love of garment sewing. But um, in general, I feel like I I really like the um, kind of quick uh, instant gratification with sewing projects um, because they just take me a lot less time. Mm-hmm. And I tend to jump around less with sewing projects. Like I will go through and finish them, whereas when I was quilting – um, I would quilt something and then start another project or, or piece the top, leave it for years, be piecing several other tops and then never go back to the first one. And I just tended to jump around. But I feel like I will definitely come back to quilting at some point. It's just kind of the nature where where I am in my um, my creative life at the moment. Um, but but I really I yeah, I enjoy it. Um, and I do think. uh for garment sewists, folks who sew a lot, um, we tend to generate a lot of oddly shaped scraps mm-hmm. and mm. keep them because we love fabric, but we don't necessarily know what to do with them. 
Um, so I feel like quilting is kind of a natural fit for that. Um, what do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on that, Tracy? Do you have any good suggestions for people who have a lot of scraps? Because oh. that's what we've got. Sure. Well, we all do. We all do. So I know right. that was one of our topics in our podcast. Yeah. Is talking about how to handle the whole the organization of just scraps. Yeah. Um, and I would say I also have a lot of oddly shaped oddly things. Oddly shaped. Right. And some quilters are the type of people who go in and they'll cut things to specific sizes or, you know, strips of certain widths. And I'm not one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, I tend to be a quilter who enjoys things like crazy quilting, which would mm-hmm. use a lot of different types of fabric. So it's not just quilting cotton, which is the most common, of course. Um, but I would say people who enjoy crazy quilting and art quilters are the ones who love to use all of those different amazing garment fabrics. Um, you know, things that are shiny and things that have right. different kinds of weaves mm-hmm. and textures and things like that. So um, there is an awful lot you can do with those kind of things. I have to confess, I've been making a lot of flannel shirts lately, and so I've got a lot of leftover bits of flannel, and I've been thinking about Ooh, maybe doing, nice. like, if I can get some really big, like, squares out of them, not anything really fancy, just, like, six, eight-inch squares, something like that, and just doing some sort of a lap quilt out of my flannel scraps, I think I might be able to handle that. Cozy. Yeah. Yes, very. I know. I mean, I have a lot of... Um, kind of lightweight denim and chambray scraps. I have a lot of linen, of course, because that's my favorite. And mm-hmm. shirting, which I feel like those could all transition to a quilt those really would easily. Be an amazing quilt. And yeah. we actually have um, a project coming up in McCall's that actually used chambray. Um, actually, it's a designer that I think you guys know, which is Natalie Santini. Yes, yes. So she has a bag pattern that's coming out that she used chambray for the background and pieced a block, but made a tote bag. It's adorable. Very cool. Um, I, I wanted to talk a little bit, too, about I feel like there are some projects out there that are a really good fit for kind of a crossover project that people who quilt, who kind of want to dip their toe into garments might be excited about and from the other direction as well people who right. sew who white who might want to try a little bit of quilting and I know that there are lots of examples of that like bags and things because there's all kinds of garments that use quilted fabric that mm-hmm. you have the option to either mm-hmm. you know buy quilted or quilt it yourself but the tamarack jacket by Greenline Studio yes. I think is a is such a great cross-section for our two communities um are you familiar with that pattern? I am. Yeah. Um, I am just because everyone's talking about it. Yeah. So so quilters seem to be gravitating towards that pattern um, just because it seems like a, a good entry point if they haven't done garment sewing. And then garment sewists are talking about that pattern as well. Right. Uh, it's just, it's really trending right, right. now. For, I think for anybody who's listening, it's a really basic um, pattern and really, there's not even that many seams to do mm-hmm. you, and you can you can take it as far as you want. You can do a really intricate quilting pattern on it, or you can do something really basic. You can piece it together, um, or you can do just you know one cut of fabric and have it be kind of like a monotone quilt. There's also a good bit of binding, which I think you know various people have various feelings about but if you're in quilting binding quilting is binding is something not you're issue. yeah so I feel like it's a good little survey on both sides and um we were talking a little bit Tracy about one uh tamarack jacket in particular that we both really love 
we were. And it was Natalie Santini. Yes. Because she actually pieced the whole fabric for it. And so it's, of course, got her, like, infamous color pops. Yes. Um, Every color. It's just beautiful. And it's kind of more of an improv style piecing, right? It is. It is. It's very improv. It's got some curved seams in it, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure if she applicated or if she actually pieced the curves, Um, but it's just beautiful. And everyone was talking about that when she posted it. Yeah, it is. It is really inspiring. And I think I'm not sure what um, what you've seen. I mean, I think that some people on the sewing side are intimidated by piecing, but, you know, that really comes down to like seam allowance and we're pretty familiar with with that um but it seems like the quilting itself is kind of the kind of this mythical thing that <laughs> seems really um intimidating but i think the tamarack jacket is a great kind of small project that you can dip your toe and by in. the quilting you mean like the stitching yes, the layers together exactly and stitching actually the choosing a, a design to exactly create. i mean it's essentially top stitching it's t- it it's, is it's stitching that but you it's can a see a lot of top it's stitching. a lot and there are a lot of layers but i feel like um i feel like that's yeah there's nothing super mysterious there no but i think quilters look at it as a way to add another design element Absolutely. to it and so they're and looking at it and, yeah and mm-hmm. and uh, you know accentuating the piecing or maybe smoothing out the piecing and all of that. So it's just a really interesting, different, it's interesting talking to you guys about it and yeah. hearing, you know, especially you, Kate, and hearing that, you know, you don't really like that part. Uh, and- yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, part of my problem was I picked something pretty, pretty, I'll say dumb. I, I picked hexagons because I had like a bee theme going on, and hexagons are not a are not an easy thing to quilt because they don't. There's it's it's not a steady it's not a steady um, line. You have no. to keep stopping and starting, and that that was a large part of my mistake there. I yeah. could see that. I could see that, and I bet you also were being super critical of your oh. sewing. Oh, oh, definitely, <laughs> of course. See, I. I you know, it's funny because we uh, on on the Quilting Company podcast, we were talking. So we have three of us and it's myself with um, Carrie and Lori and Lori. We all come from different generations. So Lori actually has been sewing for like 47 years. Wow. Um, I've been sewing since the early 90s. Carrie's only been sewing for five years. And we actually are constantly telling Carrie that, you know, you can't be so critical of yourself. You're, you know, if you, if you're going to point out the mistakes, we're going to slap your hand until you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Do, do garments always do that too? Oh yeah. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder, you know, which community is more perfectionist critical. and critical. Uh-huh. It could be, that could be a whole episode. Yeah. Um, we've, we've had a discussion before yeah. on, on So and Tell about how you know, you have to you have to remember that nobody's ever going to see that little flaw unless you point at it. Yeah. And if you're pointing at it, you're just showing everybody, you know, what you've messed up and they wouldn't know otherwise. So just don't tell them and it's fine. <laughs> I think it's part of our just nature. It's, yes, yeah, right? absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Tracy. Tell us where we can hear more of the Quilting Company podcast. So we are like your podcast. We're on all of the different, wherever you get your podcast, that's where you'll Great. find us. So Apple Podcasts, of course, and Stitcher and all of those. But you can also just go to the uh, to quiltingcompany.com slash podcast. 
and that will be the landing page and you'll be able to find the links right there awesome Awesome. well thank you so much for talking to us i look forward to uh listening to some more episodes excellent thank you so much for having me it was really fun talking to you today it's great talking to you too Thanks so much, everybody. Happy stitching. Happy stitching. Sew and Tell is a production of FNW Media Studios and is produced by Meg Healy, Amanda Carestio, and me, Kate Zeinard. Our consulting producer is Ron Doyle. Our audio engineer and editor is Evan Rutherford. And our executive producer is Jared Mayer. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Quilting Company Podcast, the quilting podcast you've been waiting for. I'm Lori Baker of Bonds and Porter's Love of Quilting Magazine. I'm Tracy Mooney of Quiltmaker and McCall's Quilting Magazines. And I'm Carrie Sisk from the Quilting Company. Quilting is a very personal activity, and every quilt and every quilter has a story to tell. I'm a first-generation quilter, and I've been quilting since the early 90s. I'm a third-generation quilter. I made my first quilt in 1969. And even though I'm around quilting experts every day. I'm still a bit of a novice. Our goal with this podcast is to bring quilters together with quilting stories that appeal to all skill levels and all quilting genres. We focus on the quilting lifestyle, what inspires us to keep creating, and the conversations that take place between quilters. Like what is the best way to bind a quilt, hand, or machine sewing? Award-winning quilts, how did they do that? Yo-yos, yes, or no. I don't do yo-yos. We'll be bringing in quilting experts to share their stories. And we're looking for you to join the conversation too. So please subscribe to the Quilting Company podcast and you'll be hearing a lot more from us soon. Happy quilting.